Good afternoon, everyone. This is episode 50 of the Off Topical Podcast. My name is Gardner. My name is Raven. And uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Yesterday, I got my hands on the Librem 5. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about uh, the Chinese regime and how they are unduly influencing American companies. Uh, the System76 line of laptops are now getting core boot by default and so much more. All right, so uh, the first thing that I wanted to talk about is, Raven, I got my hands on the Lever 5 yesterday. How cool is that? I, I know, right? You were bragging about it for I was. a while, and I was just like, you know what? You know what? I'm half tempted to flat bear and smack you. <laughs> you should have, man. It would have been I cool. should have. I should have just knocked on your door and smacked you right across the face and then went, <laughs> let's go get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would have brought you to the Lever 5 uh, thing and you would have been able to see it as well so come on oh, man. yes get so on my nice. level man get on my level so nice so all right here's the thing so there were, i've seen some questions in the comments of this video and i wanted to address them really fast uh the first thing is no i th- they did not leave the Librem 5 with me i do not have a Librem 5 on me currently um I, I got yeah it kind of was but um i understand you know this was i'm i'm pretty sure if i understood todd correctly this device that i actually got to see was the first one to roll off the production line so that's pretty cool um and i mean and dude here's the other thing about this uh holy mother of god does it feel like a freaking solid device man like you know, I, I knew what they meant when they said loose tolerances in, you know, in that announcement post, right? Like loose tolerance, you know, things aren't going to be perfectly married and, and the manufacturing process still needs to be dialed in a little bit. But I swear to you, dude, it felt like a finished device to me. There was like My- nothing about this that was that felt cheap or in any way unfinished. Uh, I watched some of the video. Uh, and the, you know, I like, skipped around a little bit. Plan to watch it later, but just haven't had time yet this morning, as you know. Yeah. Um, one thing I like is uh, it's thick. You know, because yeah. I was saying yeah. that, and everyone was like, "Oh, you don't want a thick phone." I was like, "Yes, actually, I do." Because yeah. uh, you know, I have a Samsung, and don't get me wrong, the Sam- Samsung makes great phones. Like their phones are actually really good. They're very expensive, but they're very good. The hardware, you know, like, the hardware is good. Yeah, they have good screens. Yeah. You know, they're durable despite their look. But, like, it's so thin. And the problem with it being thin is, one, it gets hot as hell. There's nowhere yeah. for that thermal to go. It does, It just burns your hands after a while. Um, and I don't have a case on mine. Everyone's always like, oh, you need a case. I'm like, why? Like, I don't drop my phone. Like, don't drop yeah. your phone. I know there's always, like, that chance that, like, an accident could happen, which is true. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just use this thing as a phone. Like, I don't carry it around with me everywhere I go. If I go out, it just kind of like stays in my car. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't carry it or in my pocket. I don't keep it, you know, I don't take it out and be like, oh, I'm going to look at my phone while I'm walking down the, no, <laughs> no, but it, it's thick. It's nice. It looks like it fit good in my hands. Um, the other thing I liked is um, it doesn't have really small, tiny little buttons on it that like I put my thumb over and my thumb covers up like the whole button and still has plenty of room left to continue covering up the button. Yeah. Like, you know, because, yeah. you know, I got big hands. 
Right. Like yeah, this, you know the thing. The the thing that I I don't know if you saw the part where I was I was like holding my current phone, the Google Pixel two, and the Librem five in the other hand, and aside from the thickness, like it, they felt pretty much the same, which was like crazy to me. Like oh yeah, it's like a five and seven quarter inch, something like that. I forget how big it is. It's yeah, it, it's, it's it's pretty. It's a normal size screen, right? Yeah, it's a, it. The the screen size was approximately the same, um, and the uh, the thickness, the the, the weight, thickness the blows weight, me away. The weight, the thickness is what blows me. Away. Is it is it a is it an aluminum case or is it a plastic? Case? Okay, so here's the thing. So along the outside edge of the phone, uh, the, you know, the thick part <laughs> is aluminum or what? It's it's metal. I, I'm pretty sure it's aluminum. And then the back of the case is actually plastic. Um, so you can pop that off. But the, the nice thing about this plastic is that it feels, it has like a texture to it that doesn't make it feel cheap, you know? Like sometimes you yeah. get plastic and it feels cheap. Well, there, cheap. Are, there are pretty strong and thick plastics. You just have to right. you know, purchase them. <laughs> like you have to get it manufactured. Right. Which, you know, like even if, even if you have like a 3D printer, you know, there's different grades of plastic you can get for some of them. Yeah. That makes all the difference. Depending on what you're doing, obviously. Right. Um, so do you have any questions about this? Like, do you have any uh, things that you want to talk about with this device? So I did watch some of it. And one thing I do want to say, and we sort of saw this in their own video, but I don't know if you remember, um, but initially they had announced that the software store wasn't going to be there on release. Yeah. yeah. And it is there on I, release. That's I a big deal. Him, I asked him about that. So this is literally just a port of GNOME software. Oh yeah, absolutely. You yep. could tell it's just Gnome, and the best part is, is because Gnome spent a year or two before the Librem was even uh, kickstarted, or yeah, it was on Kickstarter before it was even kickstarted. You know, they had already started making Gnome um, and designing all their applications to to scale to various, well, pretty much any resolution, really. Yeah, um, right. And it shows that uh, they made they made good on that promise because it's it's literally like. It is the software center that you are very familiar with. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't have all the applications that you might be familiar with because, you know, you have to get the applications through um, Purism, and Purism probably hasn't ported over all of them yet because, you know, it's well, ARM and not all of the stuff is there. I'm not sure if it's clear in the video, but when you're looking at the software center, if you go into an app, it actually shows you what repo they, the app is coming from. And you can actually nice. get, uh, like, it, the, it, the whole Debian ARM repo is available from what it looks like. That's pretty, that's a pretty significant repo then. Yeah. And so, like, Good the old thing Debian is, to the rescue. Right, and so the thing is, like, if you compile, you know, if you if you install one of these packages, and these are system level, like these are deb packages, these aren't flat packs, um, and so if you install that stuff, you're, it's going to be like uh, installed on your phone, and when they have convergence, you know, like when you're able to plug in USB uh, HDMI converters or whatever, which isn't enabled in software yet, then um, you'll be able to use these apps like their desktop apps but because they're not compiled with libhandy um they're not going to be like they're probably not going to work super great on the touch screen you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah because you know there were some people who were like oh i can run blender on the the librem 5 and i'm like eh, well probably technically anyway yeah you probably can uh the the issue with it is uh that it's not optimized yet and 
displaying like that that <laughs> that uh, interface in particular is probably not ever going to look nice on on the you know Any, portrait mode. Yeah. Software like modeling software and animation software just doesn't go well to small phones. But but it, when they get convergence enabled, when they get the video output enabled, then you probably will be able to use it no problem. Well, at at that point though, then you have the problem of the phone just not being fast enough to do all that stuff. Because that stuff can I mean, be pretty demanding. It can be very it can taxing. Be. Yeah, but I mean the fact that you can do it in a pinch. Yeah, you know, why not? Well, that that reminds me of <laughs> uh, uh, Samsung Dex. So um, I saw a video the other day of uh, someone using the Samsung Dex, but they were using it on um, the Note, which you know is much beefier than the S10. Yeah, because they were using the Note 10 or whatever it's called. I think it's the Note 10. I don't know. Yeah. And they had a docking station and stuff for it, and that's another thing. Librem Five needs an official docking station. It really does. That's something I that would like really to see into. something like that. Yeah, they don't need an official one because you can just get one of those USB C to HDMI's, and it has enough. But a cool docking station where like you can like sit your phone down or something, or mount it to like the monitor screen somehow, would be like really cool. And then you can just run your you know cables and stuff to it, and be really sweet. Anyway, because um, you know the the Samsung Note probably has one of the fastest uh, ARM processors. You know, it's in the top tier next to Apple's uh, high-end one and NVIDIA's really nice one, the De- their Denver line. No. Like, it's it's way up there. And they also have a pretty stout GPU for that thing. I think it I think it has, like, a theoretical performance. I think it's, like, two and a half teraflops or something, or two teraflops, something like that. Right. Somewhere It's somewhere between 1.7 and 2.5. I can't remember. I guess it depends on the clock speed and everything. Anyway, <clears throat> dude, it runs Linux like a dream. It's 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 freaky to see a phone just switch into that mode and then just work. Yeah. And you know and be able to access like applications that it just shouldn't be able to access, and at the same time still run Android applications. Right. So it's even better for gaming. I'm like you know because that's the thing, right? You know, like phones can get as powerful as they want, but <clears throat> with their terrible screens, who cares? You know yeah. what I mean? Like it. Right. It just it just doesn't matter. Um, another thing, they artificially limited the phone. It won't go into that mode unless you have a power hookup. Really? Yeah, which in a way is kind of nice because if you think about it, running that at like you know 1080p plus the phone screen, which you can turn off obviously, but you know that that would suck down power. Like, oh yeah, probably significantly. Yeah. So you can also apparently receive phone calls and text messages as well when you're in that mode. Like you can you can continue to use your phone in its Android mode. Like it's very neat. Like you know, it's great that um Purism is doing it, but I think Samsung too is gonna make headway with that. Especially if they make a thicker phone. Like they make a bigger phone that's, you know, thicker and has actual ventilation. And, you know, they could even sell a combo of like a docking station with like you know a, a nice ten eighty P screen and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think they could make pretty good you know, with USB ports and SD cards and all that sort of stuff, I think they can make pretty good headway with it. Probably. Well, and you know, the thing is too, like right now, the the um, the the only cooling that they're doing is like like thermal throttling uh, the CPU. Um, oh yeah, the only the only cooling components they have in there is a uh, um, a copper or steel plate 
to act as a heat sink. That's pretty much all they got. Well, they're going to add a, a, a revised like in the so he did an actual teardown for me, which I'm going to release the video uh, on Monday, I think, for this teardown. And um, it took him like 10 minutes to take it apart and put it back together. That was freaking impressive. Uh, but he showed me like that there isn't even a, I don't think I don't know if there is a cooling thing on the CPU right now. Like you can use it without cooling. Uh, but he, they said that they're working on a new heat pipe system to help with uh, uh, with cooling the device. So hopefully they'll be able to run it at a higher clock speed with that installed and also be able to optimize um, the rest of the software. Oh, yeah. Hit it from both ends is definitely the best way to get a smoother phone. Yep. Um well, and that's the thing. Like, Asus makes the ROG, which actually has the exact same hardware that's in the S10 and the Note. Um, okay. And they claim they have it running at overclocked with no thermal throttling. And wow. they have a full... Yeah, they have a full copper uh, heat sink in it. And they have um, a ventilation port on the back. Yeah. And um, I'm like, man, that would be an amazing phone if it had Samsung's decks on it. Because that would actually make it useful. Because they designed it, you know, the Asus ROG just for, um, what's the ROG 2? Or the Asus Phone ROG 2. What a, it's, it's such a stupid name. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they designed it for, for phone gaming and stuff. And it's really nice. It has 144 hertz screen and stuff like that. Or 120 hertz. Like, it's pretty it's a pretty stout little phone. And it has a huge battery in it. But, you know, I feel like it's missing its full potential as, like, a portable computer. Like, a true tiny ass little portable computer that you could just cart around mm-hmm. like i feel like that because you know me i'm not a big fan of like phone gaming or phone anything but i feel like that has the potential to change everything like portable phones portable phones mm. yeah sorry i meant portable <laughs> phones that function as i i stopped in my train of thought there sorry yeah no, uh, what i meant to say was uh portable phones that function as a computer because like if you think about it you know a lot of companies do give their employees, particularly their higher-up employees, uh, cell phones. Yeah. And, like, if you work in sales, your company pretty much gives you, for the most part, um, a phone. Because, you know, you're traveling and, you know, it's it's one of the perks to get you to take the job in the first place. Um, but if you had, like, a phone that would just, like, slide into a computer, like a, like a, like a shell of like a little laptop, you know, it didn't have any other components or anything except a battery and a power cord and maybe some USB ports and you just slide it in. And then when it clicks, it just immediately turns into your, 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 your quote unquote desktop. And then you can use it, you know, the keyboard and all that. Cause that's kind of what like Asus has a laptop that does that. Mm-hmm. It's really cheap. I think it's like two fifty or something, but you need the phone and you slide the phone in and then it functions like a laptop. Hmm. Um, and I feel I feel like that is a you know you know I I feel like there's some potential there, and I feel like the Librem could capitalize on that. Like you know, there's always a chance. You know, you never know. Right. So, but uh, as far as everything goes with the Librem, I am very impressed with the way they're going, and I'm also glad that I'm picking one of the later deliveries. Even yeah, I won't probably get it till next year, just because it'll have more of the hardware issues ironed out. Because software issues are one thing, but you can't really just get new hardware. So they said that their hardware is like besides the the heat pipe and 
um, the switch, the, the actual switches, um, everything else is pretty much done. Um, the, the thing about the switches is like right now, in order to shut off stuff, you have to switch the switch to the up position and they want to have it. So switching down is off. Um, so they're just kind of flipping that around. But I do want the heat sinks. I don't like thermal throttling, man. Yeah. Well, the heat sink, according to him is going to be in birch. Um, so, uh, getting birch in there. Is gonna I'm be, getting one of the later ones anyway, though. I already, yeah. you know, I don't remember which one I picked, <laughs> but it's right. one of the way later ones, which is fine. You know, I have no issues with that. Like, whatever. Like, you'll have one, so whatever. Yeah, and I, and um, I still have, I still have my Samsung. It's not like my Samsung's gonna go anywhere. Right, dude. Oh, so I try. Oh, so the other thing is, um, we didn't actually place a call with this because he had a T-Mobile or I know an AT&T SIM in it, and there are no AT&T towers. Anywhere yeah. nearby here. Uh, yeah, and none. I doubt they have any deals with Verizon. No, well, they. Uh, so I took the SIM out of my phone, but this like m- the SIM in my phone like will just randomly disappear from my phone even when it's plugged in, and like why? It, why? I I don't know. Like if you if you look at my SIM card, it's like it's pretty much destroyed. I've had this SIM card for maybe eight years, and it, I've had like multiple phones through there. And a couple of the phones that I've had, in order to remove the um, the SD card, you also had to remove the SIM card. So, like, it's got a lot of wear and tear on it. I mean, I've had the SIM for forever. So, also, <laughs> I actually had the SIM um, in a phone. It, it used to be a mini, and I trimmed it down to a micro, so it doesn't quite fit <laughs> in the sim tray and so when i put it in the libra 5 which he was totally cool with me doing it just like it did not register because it's a piece of crap sim card so um unfortunately we couldn't place a call or anything like that um but that's he, a, that's he a bummer. yeah he showed me that he has placed calls on hit on, he had two libra 5s with him and he showed me he has placed calls on the other ones um nice yeah well i mean i I have no doubt that it works you know you just in one of those you should really go to your verizon store and ask for another sim card by the way you should show them that thing and be like can i have another one Uh, well i don't uh it's not verizon it's track phone maybe that's why too i'm not sure exactly but it didn't even register it like the device couldn't even see it because it was such a damaged like if you look at the contacts on it they're like scratched off basically oh yeah yeah so you should know. you should still request a new sim though. Yeah, I have to call somebody to get get one. Yeah, you should do that for your own sake. Yeah, particularly uh, considering you'll be moving soon. Yeah, you well, want your I phone I, to be working. I think I'm probably just gonna switch carriers when I move. Um, but might as well just switch now. Well, they don't have them here. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it depends on what carrier you're going. If you're going Verizon, Verizon exists now. I was thinking Ting, something like that. Oh. No, okay. Well, uh, they they exist around here, but they piggyback off the T-Mobile network. Yeah, so I don't really like them. I hate T-Mobile. Okay. <sighs> I miss my old carrier. My old carrier was awesome because it piggybacked off T-Mobile and Sprint, mm-hmm. but it had its own regional towers. And by regional, I mean it covered most of the state of Virginia. And then Sprint bought them. And then, uh, yeah, Sprint just sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's a reason I avoided Sprint, Rise, and T-Mobile all those years. Yeah. Sucks, man. But they honored my contract. I have uh, unlimited data with no thr- no throttling because it's in my contract. So they've honored my contract so far. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty surprising. It's probably easy to honor considering I don't use data that much. But yeah, 
There was only one instance where they throttled me, and I called them and was like, my contract states that there's no throttling. They looked it up, and they had to... I don't know what they had to they had to contact their supervisor and stuff. Like, what mm. are they going to do? It's a contract. They agreed to it. Like, Yeah. <laughs> like, nice. They're like, probably got put on a list. Get rid of as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one person probably don't make much of a dent anyway. No. Probably not. Especially considering I use less than three gigabytes of data. But that's what my old carrier was like, man. They didn't throttle. They also, uh, My old carrier also had... Uh, Free unlimited hotspot, so I have free unlimited hotspot as well. Oh, cool! Which I'm I'm hoping that I can do that with this. Like I I know that it's probably not there yet. Like at least not in the uh, physical uh, or in the it's in the it's in the hardware. I don't think it's in the software yet. But like that'll be yeah, cool. The, being the problem able to, is, is hotspotting is so expensive. What? No, it doesn't. Uh, it never was it, for me. D- depends on which carrier you it have. It depends Most on what carriers. phone you have. Because in my last phone, I could mobile hotspot for free. I didn't have to pay extra. Uh, it, it just worked. I just hit the button and it did it. Yeah, you, and then you, you, when you, I haven't, got the, you haven't been with Verizon or T-Mobile or Sprint because they charge you for hotspots. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing is like I had... I don't remember what my last phone was. It was like an LG G4 maybe. And then... dicks. And it worked. Like I could just hotspot, no problem. Didn't have to pay extra for it. Then when I got this freaking stupid Google phone, it's like, oh, you're not authorized by your carrier to hotspot. So you have to pay extra for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Verizon gives you unlimited mobile hotspot, but you only get up to, depending on which plan you have, up to 30 gigabytes of 4G LTE, then it drops down to 3G. Mm. Yeah. On the other hand, Considering where you're moving to, I believe the area you're moving to has 5G. So you, if you could get a 5G modem, you could just get 5G. Tackling. I don't. I don't want 5G. 5G is gross. I think 5G is like going to be. If awful. I had the option for 5G, I'd have the option for 5G. Like almost one G bit in my phone. Yeah, bring it. I don't. I don't see that. I point. would. I would love that. I would diminishing love that. returns. I don't well, know. it shouldn't be diminishing returns. It can handle a huge load. Downside is is uh, the tower radius is pretty small. So yeah, you have to have a lot of towers, but that's fine. Whatever. It's that that is not my problem. That is their problem. Well, <laughs> it is your problem too, because like think about how much it costs to support that infrastructure. I don't know. Less it just seems... actually requires less equipment. And towers don't have to be as big. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's anyway, weird. I don't know. What do you guys? Five G is nice, man. <laughs> Even if it is all radiated. Yeah. Right. What do you guys think about the Libra 5? Did you watch my video? Do you have any questions that I didn't get to in that video? Let me know uh, in the forums. Uh, show.heavyelement... Or no. Forum.heavyelement.io And then there's also show at offtopical.net. Alright, dude. So, uh, Blizzard <laughs> is under scrutiny. Uh, so is Apple the nba nike yeah yeah so basically this is a goodness honest to goodness uh spineless corporation showdown uh because these companies the blizzard and the nba and all these other companies have uh basically totally kneeled before the chinese president the china emperor of china as you as we call him uh (laughs) winnie the pooh 
<laughs> and uh, oh, look they, at that! We're getting banned in China now. Yeah, we are. And, and the reason that they're doing this is because they have they want to make money in China. How spineless! How disgusting do you have to be to 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 not stand up for freedom of speech? To not stand up for people in Hong Kong who are like literally about to be slaughtered. I don't even know, yeah. dude. Or Ugh. even just the Chinese people themselves, man. They're all yeah. oppressed. Right. They don't even know it. They've been brainwashed. Um, and and that's that's the, I guess that's the big problem, right? Because like if you look at Activision Blizzard, which is the name of the company, by the way, it is not Activision. It is Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Technically, that is the name. Uh, they only make about ten percent of their revenue from China. Which don't get me wrong, that is just that's a lot of money. Like ten percent of your whole you know company's profit comes from or revenue sorry not profit revenue comes from one country that's pretty cool except like the usa is just like 30 percent or so and you know europe is the rest and south korea is another big chunk um but they just kind of like are like eh and uh, mm-hmm. i don't know if you saw this or not but during the uh the hearthstone tournament that takes place in the united states uh, a bunch of college kids held up uh free hong kong signs mm-hmm. and uh blizzard didn't do anything to them because it wasn't being aired in China. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, it's like uh, Tencent owns part of Activision. Um, it's like a five, I think it's a 5% stake in Activision. And it's like, that's probably why, like, it's because they're these, you know, state corporations like Tencent own part of the parent company of Blizzard. It's like, dude. I can't believe I can't believe how spineless these companies are. And then the NBA, the Houston Rockets are owned in part by, or no, they're not. Uh, what what was his name? The, the 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 basketball player from China. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know his name. Houston Rockets. I gotta look it up now. Um. Oh my god. I don't. I don't know. Yao Ming. That's his name. Yao Ming, the tall, really tall Chinese guy. He, yeah, I know who he is. I just don't know his name. Yeah. So <laughs> he he was playing for the Houston Rockets, and and yep. when um, what's his name, the the general manager tweeted out in support of Hong Kong, um, the Chinese government was like, "Hey, you guys better stop. NBA and and Houston Rockets better stop doing that, because the Houston Rockets are like big in China because Yao Ming used to play for them." So. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand why these companies are letting China... gives China them free money. China gives them free money. They don't have to do anything. China just gives them money. They don't That's have to do anything. To. So they get money now so that later they don't have any freedom to speak out or do anything other That's than... That's exactly how it works. Dude. Pay yep. attention, guys. Like Honestly, should pay just, attention. Should, uh, the United States should uh, pass a law that restricts uh, foreign... Um, uh, investment. investment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, they can't buy more than a certain percentage of uh, a U.S. company. And uh, we should be like New Zealand and all the other countries that just outright forbids uh, foreign foreigners and foreign companies from uh, owning property or anything in the United States. They have to lease it. They don't own it. Interesting. I That's what China does. Foreigners can't buy land in China. You can lease it. You can't buy it. That's fascinating. So I think before that anyone that, goes, oh, that's so wrong. It's like, well, that's what they do. See, I mean, part of me, part of me, like, thinks that that's a good idea. Uh, some of, like, 
I think that it's probably a really bad idea to allow Chinese companies, which most of them are like wholly uh, owned, if not controlled by the Chinese government, to come in here and buy a stake in American companies. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Yep. Um, well, uh, I'm not sure if you saw, and uh, I know how you feel about Trump, but did you see Trump uh, killed a uh, deal from a few years ago during the Obama administration with I did a, not. a Chinese company? I forget the name of the company. Um, but they, there's a, there's a port in California. I forget the name of the port. It's the second biggest port in North America. Hmm. I think the largest one is actually in New York, which is interesting. Um, anyway, um, a Chinese company bought the rights to that port and Obama approved it. I don't know why Obama approved that. I would not have approved a Chinese company owning the second largest port in North America, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Trump killed the deal using like some 70s law or whatever, just took it away from him and gave it to a U.S. corporation. Fascinating. Yep. I mean, they still had to pay for it. Yeah. But, I mean, who wouldn't... Who would sit there and be like, nah, we're a shipping company and this big port that we tried to bid on but couldn't get, nah, we're not, not going to take it. Yeah, right, sure, they jumped on it, probably like slobbering all over the floor trying to get that thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, he took uh, it away from them, and uh, you know it's funny because that port is very. Uh, that's where a lot of like the Chinese knockoff goods and stuff flow into from, as well as fentanyl and all that other stuff. And they just uh, just just sealed it off. Hmm. So it's, uh, it's clearly part of his strategy to um, strangle them in the trade wars by taking control that they once had away from them to give him a higher negotiation point at the table, but. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think any country should give up control of one of their ports, particularly no. to a country they're not friendly with. Right. It doesn't make it any just, sense. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think about this story? I, I don't know what else we can say about it, really. Um, let us know in the in the show notes. Free Hong form. Kong. Yeah, free Hong Kong, man. Free Hong Kong. Uh, let us know in the show notes forum.heavyelement.io um yeah also free tibet and free uh um taiwan (laughs) because i really want to get banned in china oh you know (laughs) taiwan i will never recognize taiwan as part of china but even though that's where the original government actually is now you know that they actually uh the chinese government actually um uh went after marriott hotels for recognizing taiwan as a as a different country on their website like that's how insane this is getting i would have just went middle finger i just pulled out of china you yeah. know it's funny because uh we'll keep talking about this for a minute but if all the if all, like because here's the thing because i've seen a lot of people who are like well why don't we just pull out you know why doesn't apple just cave in and i'm like because the u.s doesn't have electronic manufacturing anymore yeah. china does and just moving your entire base is not even for a com- company like apple it's not easy. Right. Like it's it's not easy. It's not an easy it's not an easy task. However, what Apple should do, and this would be the smart move, in my opinion anyway, comply with China for now. Because you don't have a choice. But then what I would do is I would start building manufacturing in either other countries or even in your home country. Like mm-hmm. China's building a new plant in Texas, uh, to build the iMac. The sorry, not the iMac, the Mac Pro 
and some other stuff. Start moving your resources out of China mm -hmm. so that when you're no longer dependent on China, then you can just go do whatever you want. And if they complain, who cares? Because that's the thing. Like, China's a manufacturing company. So while they can strong arm as much as they want, companies can move and they are moving. And that's a big problem because that's how China makes all their money. So, yeah. like, China has to play a careful game, too. Like, it's a very, you know, it's like, it's like balancing a table on a pencil. Right. It's it's if they make the wrong move, they can you know their side can collapse. But on the other hand, if they make all the right moves, they can make everyone else collapse. So it's a it's a like anything else in life, it's just a risk. Yeah. So I guess we'll just have to see where we end up with. Yep. I'm hopeful that uh, you know it all ends well because like you know like. I, I loathe the Chinese government, and uh, if they do ban us in China, um, I hope they send us like, like an official letter so I can frame it on my <laughs> yeah, wall. I know, right? That That'd I'm banned nice. in China. Um, but with that said, um, I don't really have anything against the Chinese people, and I think that's a no. very important distinction that people can't seem to grasp. That oh, you hate China, so therefore you hate the people. Like, well, no, it's like I, it's like when when some Europeans you don't know. Yeah, it's like some some Europeans, and not all, but some of them have said, oh, you know, I hate the American government, therefore, F you, Gardner. I'm like, dude, I didn't do it. It's not, <laughs> like, whatever, man. Like, shut up. Yeah, the government, in the government 100% of every country does not represent the people. Right, exactly. I don't care and, what anyone says on that. There's no country yeah. out there where their government has the people's interest at heart. And all well, you have to do is open up a newspaper and look. All right. Well, we can disagree on that. But, uh, yeah, let us know in the show notes what you think. Form that heavy one time. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. System76 has started shipping Coreboot as the default uh, BIOS on Galago Pro and Darter Pro lines. Um, what do you think about this story, Raven? I think it's pretty cool. Uh, that means that Purism has basically caught up to... Um, sorry, Purism. System76 has caught up to Purism as far as, like, you know, because they already disabled Intel's ME service or hardware, whatever, as best they could, yeah. which is what Purism has done. They don't have hardware switches yet, but them putting in Core Boot, you know, by default, catches them pretty, pretty well up there with, uh, you know with purism which is great like it's a good start and you know they've been trying to do this for such a long time yeah you know does purism ship core boot or do they ship something else no i'm pretty certain purism ships core boot i'm fairly oh. certain purism ships core boot yeah they right. they've they that's one reason yeah. why purism laptops are really expensive for the hardware they come with because they can't really have you know, certain, you know, they can only have certain pieces of hardware in their systems. Well, so Coreboot actually allows for um, proprietary blobs. Yes. And, and it, it, and that's the thing. Like, it's not perfect. And it right. has to be there. But it, it's better. I mean, I'm not saying that because I think that it's crap. I think that it's cool oh, yeah, yeah. that it, we can it, still have open source BIOS. We can dump the entirely proprietary BIOS uh, that was on offer. Yeah. Shame we still have UEFI. Um, yeah. <laughs> But it's a start. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. a good start. It's it's better to have that than not to have it at all. And I think it's fantastic. I was expecting a big hardware announcement, honestly. Um, like an AMD laptop or something, even though AMD's 
laptop hardware is still not really the greatest, but, mm-hmm. you know, I was expecting something like that, but uh, that wasn't what I was expecting, but I wasn't disappointed, though. Like, it's a good start in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I would agree and, with and that. And that's, that's, that's the best thing, right? You know, like, System76 is a small company. They can't make rapid changes like, you know, Dell or Intel or any other company because they don't make as much money. But they're taking it one step at a time. I mean, you know, this is like, you know, it's really funny because I think I got my first System76 laptop in 2012 or 2013, yeah. something like that. And I've been getting them periodically ever since then. And they've just changed so much. They went from being this neat little vendor with this simple little website to, you know, like they make real products now, like actual products that have like their own life to it. Yeah. And it's just, it's really cool to see where they've, you know, where they've come after all these years. Yep. And the, and, the, and, and they actually hold true to their value. Like, they're not as old as Google, but they're actually a pretty old company. Like, they're only, like, six or seven years younger than Google, and they haven't abandoned their core values. Mm. They might disagree with what some other people do or say, but they haven't abandoned their core values, which is very important. Yeah. You know, like, you can you can think whatever you want. That's fine. But abandoning your core values, to me, is just bad business. Yeah. And it has you know, to do with it, leadership. I mean, Carl, uh, from the CEO, he is such he's a genuine guy like he he knows what he is doing he knows what he believes he knows what's right and he follows that you know and that's really important that's i mean that's what you need when you're doing like when you're operating in the free and open source world like you have to know what your values are um and that's really important and and you know i, w- I just want to congratulate them because system 76 are freaking cool like everybody that works there everyone i've met every time i've been there has just been amazing like if you if you like you know like-minded people geeks free software enthusiasts um then you would like everybody that works at system 76 because they are all nerds and it's really really cool to see uh yeah i'm a huge fan of, of their company and their mission and their products so cool good on you guys um what do you guys think about uh, the the core boot launch here uh do you are, are you interested in uh adding a you know flashing your thing or you, you want to get an actual machine direct from system 76 with core boot installed let us know in the show notes forum.heavyelement.io All right, Valve. Valve have uh, a new thing coming out uh, called Remote Play Together. Have you heard about this? I did. Uh, I saw it uh, a while ago, actually, thanks to being a Steam developer. Nice. I saw it appear, and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it basically appeared almost roughly the same time it appeared more towards the public. Um, But it did pop up there a little bit earlier, and I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Yeah. So like this is cuz I don't know if you know this but the PlayStation has a similar feature like the exact same feature actually. I did not know that. Yeah, the PlayStation 4 has a feature where like you can invite your friends. It's a very much unused feature that I actually hope keeps going in the PlayStation 5. So what it is 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 uh it's called SharePlay and like if you're stuck at a certain point you can invite your friend to join you and they don't even have to own the game or anything. Um, and they just accept the link, you know, 
and um, they can take over and they can play. And the cool thing about SharePlay is, is you can use it to play local co-op games across the internet together. Nice. And that's basically what Valve's Remote Play, except it doesn't have any restrictions. There are some like very specific restrictions with Sony's SharePlay for whatever reason. So like, there's a couple like moments where it's like very, you know, it's it's annoying because you know they just have a they have some artificial limitations that don't make any sense. But as Valve being Valve, they don't. And unlike another store whose sole saving grace is the fact that it only takes 12% and has no other features, doesn't even have a shopping cart. <laughs> um, Valve is innovating. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're constantly innovating. And they're not... They don't stop innovating. I love them for that. Like, Valve might be slow, but I will say this. If there's one thing that Epic Games did is it made Valve start developing again. And I think that's, one, very nice and also kind of scary. Mm. Because now Valve is actually doing stuff again. And you don't want yeah. the, the guy with who doesn't answer to China. Sorry, Timmy, but I don't care what you say. They own 40% and they're allowed to uh, elect people to the board. They have a say. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, actually, technically they own 48%, actually, because the owner of Tencent owns 8% personally. So oh my 48%. God. Uh, Timmy still owns the bulk, so he can veto anything. Uh, but since they can elect people to the board, they have a say. Don't let Timmy lie to you, people. He's a liar. <laughs> well, in my opinion, I should say. In my opinion, he is lying to everyone. Hmm. Because he shouldn't. He's he's obfuscating the truth. He he technically tells the truth, but he's obfuscated it in such a clever, sneaky little way that it annoys me. I just wish he'd be honest. Yeah. Or more honest, I should say. But anyway, back to Valve. So <laughs> Valve is innovating probably because one, you know, Epic could be a real threat to them. Not yeah. now, but in the future. And, like, that's a real feature. Like, I don't care what Timmy says. People don't want that sort of stuff. Like, hell. I mean, we both play. Like, there are some games that you play that me and you can now play together. Because they only have local co-op. Right. And local yeah. co-op's, like, the only way I like multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... Technically, it's going to be streamed online, so it should be exactly the same. But yeah, I mean, sure, you know, whatever. I mean, being able to play like Towerfall Ascension with friends over the internet—that's you know going to be interesting. That's the game I was thinking of when I said it. Yeah. See, Towerfall yeah. is like such a delicious game. I love it. And uh, so, basically, what this is—I don't know if we actually explain what this is. So, what this will allow is, um, according to Valve, all local multiplayer, local co-op, and split-screen games will be automatically available. Uh, in the remote play together beta and it will allow uh, your screen of the game to be captured and streamed to your friend and their input will be sent back and you'll be able to play the game with them that's just awesome that makes me so excited dude like ah. you know you know what's crazy so you know valve has streaming right yeah which doesn't exist on Linux, which means hopefully this will finally bring that streaming to Linux. Wait, it doesn't exist. I've used it on Linux. The streaming? Yeah. You can you can stream games now to to uh, to Valve stream. Like someone can right click you and watch game. I didn't realize that was a thing. Finally. Oh. Oh, I don't know about that, but I can stream. Like I have streamed from my server 
to my TV the game that I'm playing. Yeah, on yeah, my yeah. Server. But I'm talking about Valve's live streaming thing doesn't exist, oh. which is basically all this is, except it also allows you to um, attach input. It's basically yeah. like Stadia, but for one one person. Um, right. What's interesting is, is a few weeks ago I was watching a friend stream, and we noticed that there was no delay, which is odd because there's always been a delay, and we also noticed that in some cases it would run at 60 frames a second, which was also odd. And Valve's been having issues with their network going down and stuff, which means they're probably prepping for this thing. Well, we noticed that instead of we we noticed that instead of it routing the video traffic through Valve services, it was just doing direct. And, like uh, WebRTC it, uh, direct. Well, I don't know. They don't use WebRCT. Probably they probably use something more low level. Uh, okay. Since you know they don't use JavaScript for that, but um, essentially yes. They're they're directly sending it from like let's say we were to play remote play, like they were directly sending it from my computer to your computer, or in the okay. case it was coming straight from his computer straight to mine. There was no transcoding or routing or anything, which is interesting, interesting because it killed it killed the latency from like you know 150 milliseconds to like you know like 20, mm. which is you know that's a big deal, uh, but it only does that when there's only one other person. And I was like, that is genius. So I'm wondering if that was prep work for uh, for this. Maybe. And yeah, probably. just no one noticed. You know, like no one noticed, you know, that sort of thing. Right. That's that's really cool and super clever. Like Valve, like that's the thing. Like a lot of people give them crap because, you know, they, they've really only They're focused Valve. on Steam for a long time. And Steam kind of has just kind of stagnated for a while as well. Uh, but like, oh, they have. But now they Valve are like doing this kind of stuff, and they are working on you know their their VR stuff and like the the um, the game, which is probably Half Life. Uh, if it's not Half Life Three, it's a Half Life VR experience. So I mean, this is pretty cool, and I really like Valve again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about this story? Do you, are you excited to be able to play local multiplayer games with your friends over the internet? Uh, yes. Let us know what you think. Uh, Forum.heavyelement.io. You can also hit us up on Twitter. I'm at the Linux Gamer. He's at Raven67854. All right, Raven. Uh, so this is a story that I suspect you're going to be a little curmudgeon-y about. Uh, Microsoft, a little. <laughs> Microsoft have added a, a dedicated emoji key to its new keyboards. Also, uh, a, an office key. What the f- what the hell's that about? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I really uh, think that this is going to be cool. Uh, I'm a big fan of. Um, emojis as i'm sure you're aware smiley face smiley face laughing emoji face winky winky (laughs) yeah silence speaks volumes my friend (laughs) i i i don't like emojis you know this emojis are the future no, no they are not the future gardener they're stupid They've been stupid forever. No, they're not. No, they're not. You know what was the future? MSN Messenger with its custom emojis, and I had like 500 custom emojis that were amazing. You know what you can't do now? Custom emojis on any platform. Discord if you own the server. And if you you pay for it. 
You have to pay for it? You have to pay to use them outside of your server. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. It's That's stupid. True. That like is everything, kind of dumb. everything costs money, and I'm like, it used to be free, and they still made money. So, yeah. it just it's mind-boggling to me. So, uh, I'm not 100% sure how the emoji key is going to work. Do you have any ideas how this is going to work? No, my guess is, is either you click it, and it pops up. It's like a shortcut to pop up the like yeah. a little emoji thing. Because you know Windows 10 has an emoji thing built in. I don't remember how to pull it up, but you can pull it up. So my guess is, is it pulls that up, or you hit the emoji key, and then you hit one of the keys that corresponds to an emoji that you may be assigned to it. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, it's stupid, and it should go away. Nah, dude. I think that it's cool. It's disgusting. The, 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 so Actually, I'm looking at, if you scroll down on the page, uh, to the first like actual image, not the header image, um, you can see that, I, I don't know if this is like a, a European layout or something, but this is different from, uh, like the at symbol is above the apostrophe and the dot, the, the hash and the tilde are on the right by the return key and the broken bar and backslash are on the left by the shift key. So I don't know what I think kind of layout I think this it's is. because, I think it's because, uh... It's. This looks it's like a, a British uh, layout because it's got a pound yeah, and a it's, euro. It's, uh, it's the British layout. Okay. I just saw the. I just saw that and I was like, yeah, it must be the British layout. Yeah. Okay. That's because I mean, it has a dollar sign and the British pound. And a euro makes sense, I guess. I didn't see the euro, but I it's on the it's four on key. That's um, the dollar sign, dude. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you have to. You have to hit the alt probably yeah. gr key in order to access that so right. it's probably a pain in the butt like everything else yeah i mean i want emojis like i like emojis i wish that like i had a keyboard with an lcd behind every uh behind every key and you could hit the emoji key and then it would like change all the keys to emojis and then you could like bang out an emoji sentence <laughs> I love emojis, dude. I think they're so much fun, dude. It gives it gives like uh, emotional context to plain, boring, unstyled text, and that's why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up! Don't judge me. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I haven't said a word. I know you haven't, and you're judging me. The judgment is very silent, but it is definitely there. That I will agree. It's there. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to read a little bit of this. So, uh, the office, uh, the office key is a shortcut to launch Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and more. Uh, office key plus W opens Word. Office key plus X opens Excel. Um, if you hit the emoji key, it will launch the emoji picker in Windows 10. Why isn't there an actual, like, good emoji picker for GNOME or for Linux in general? I don't know. GNOME has one. It does, but I never I never remember how to open it. Do you know how to open it? No. Open GNOME emoji picker. <laughs> oh, it's an extension? I don't know. It probably won't be built in until they finish it and finalize it. It may never be built in. Hopefully it's never built 
I hope the Librem 5's keyboard has emojis. I, that's something I didn't even think to check. Oh, I didn't I check that? It's probably not there yet. Oh, there are miracles. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll 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 uh, be done with this story then. If uh, it's making you that uncomfortable, Raven, it's not making me uncomfortable. I just don't understand why people get so hyped and amped about an emoji. Because emojis are fun, dude. They're fun. Come on. You send me emojis all the time. I never even know what to say. You never know what to say whenever you say How about you reply back with a winky face for once? <laughs> is there an emoji that has a middle finger? Because I would yes, use that a lot. Is. Hold on. On Discord? Yeah. Sweet. I'm going to find it later. Uh, hold on. I'm actually going to send it to you. Middle. There you go. <laughs> well, there we go. And that's actually in Unicode. <laughs> nice. See? Perfect. Now yeah. I have something that will make everyone understand how I feel in that moment. Uh, all right. What do you guys think about emojis? What do you think about uh, this new key keyboard layout standard that Microsoft are trying to push? Let us know in the forums, forum.heavyelement.io. You can also send us an email, show at offtopical.net. NVIDIA is joining the Blender Foundation as a patron, or the vendor Blender Foundation Development Fund as a patron. What? Uh, give me the backdrop on this story, my friend. So, uh, NVIDIA surprised everyone um, by, you know, joining the Blender Foundation's Development Fund, which is cool because they funded two people. Uh, to get the patron level, you have to give 120,000 euros or more of money every year. And NVIDIA is smack up there with Epic Games supporting Blender. I think everyone's done with Autodesk at this point. Good. Yeah. Blender is so powerful and so good. I love it. And it's open source, man. It, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of it, uh, as you know. Um, I, I wish, like, Ubuntu and uh, Steam would bump up. I understand Ubuntu not being able to bump up. Because, uh, you know, Ubuntu barely makes enough money as it is. <laughs> but Valve makes a lot of money. So Val- yeah. Valve should go from a corporate silver to a patron, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, as should uh, Ubisoft and Intel, Google. You know, AMD probably can't give patron level because, you know... AMD definitely is making money now, but they have a lot of back debt from like 10 years of barely getting by. Yeah. So AMD should continue to focus on just making money and surviving and building the coffers back up again. Um, but if they should give whatever they can, because I mean, honestly, we got to strangle Autodesk. Like it's really funny, right? Like you look at most like model and animation software, it's Autodesk and Blender. And then a few other outliers. But it's basically just Autodesk and Blender. And I'm amazed that no one has taken offense to that. It's kind of like how everyone basically just uses Adobe Photoshop. I know there's like Corel Paint and all this other stuff. And there are a couple competing uh, applications that are appearing that are actually starting to take people away from Photoshop. Mm -hmm. But no one makes something that can directly compete with Photoshop. The only reason people are leaving is because people are like tired, tired of all the problems that are associated with Adobe Cloud yep. and the cost of it and everything else. 
And anyway, I guess my point is, is I'm surprised no one's ever taken, like, any real offense. And I don't mean just people. I mean, like, governments, because they own a whole market. Yeah. Like, they're literally a monopoly. And no one cares. They just keep buying their competitors. It's like, this is unreal. Like, uh, I remember back before they bought XSI, XSI was getting really popular. Like, Crytek and stuff used it a lot. And it was a very popular tool. And then Autodesk bought it, kept it running for like two or three years, something like that. I don't know if it's still running or not. Uh, but they took all the features and they merged it into 3DS Max and Maya. Hmm. Which is cool, I guess. No. Except now you have to go to Autodesk, which meant the price went up. Yeah, I mean, the fact that like uh, Blender is open source is really it, it's really important because... Uh, you know, you you have like the ability to use this code, use this software for free, and it lets uh, the it lets the company that develops it, the Blender Foundation, like work without fear of you know um, Autodesk wanting to come in and like kind of screw this stuff up. So, and there's a ton of these uh, companies. Like I'm I'm looking at their website right here. Uh, there's a ton of companies like uh, Nvidia and Epic Mega Grants are top patrons, and then you have Ubisoft, uh, Google, Steam. I'm sure you were looking at this page as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I so, don't know I mean, who David Jeske is, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's no even link that. for David Jeske. Is that <laughs> no, there's favorite? nothing. I think it's just the person who happens to have a lot of money. I guess I don't know. That's cool. Um, yeah. So I mean, and and you know the other thing is too, they also offer individual memberships. Um, so if you like and use Blender, you can actually uh, support. You can pledge your support to to Blender um, for as little as six dollars a month, according to this. That's really awesome. I personally don't use Blender a whole lot, so I don't know if I could do that. But if you use it, consider it. Exactly, and uh, I mean they're up to like ninety five thousand eighty three dollars a month, and then when they hit one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a month, they're going to twenty developers. Because remember, this is just this is just the money that they get from donations and stuff. They still get money from like the government, various governments, so grants, yeah, and and various other grants that are even associated from like private foundations and stuff. So like Blender is a real competitor now, and two point eight is just wow. Like, 2.8 yeah. is just incredible. I uh, would love to see, overdue. like, a feature-length Blender Foundation film. Wouldn't it would be, be pretty cool. Because cool. it's funny to think that Blender, in its heyday, not even heyday, because I guess it's technically in its heyday right now, but, like, back in the early 90s, you know, it was it was a com- very competitive um, piece of software. I didn't know it's been around that long. It used to be a commercial software. It used to be commercial software. Oh. Yeah. Way back in the day. Like, way back in the day, it used to be commercial software. Initial release, January 1st, 1998. But is that before they... That was when source? it went open source. Okay. Um, I, I think it was called something else uh, back then. Um, it, it, was, it, was, it was much more in-house um and i don't really remember what it was called um it might have been called blender 
but initially it was released in uh, 1995, and it was a, it was an in-house piece of software built for uh, I think CGI platforms. Like mm. it has quite a history, but it, it goes further back than that. I think the earliest date in the source code is 1994, something like that. Okay. It's it's old. Version 1.0 was released January 1995, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, cool. I remember it. I remember reading in one of because I have a bunch of Blender books, mm. uh, and I remember reading in the books like a history on it. And yeah, it's it's from like way back then, because he used to have his own animation animation studio, and you know that was back in the mid 90s when there really wasn't just like a generic modeling software. I mean, they did exist probably, but you know. 3D modeling was just becoming a thing, so you know there really wasn't much out there. So they built their own system and software. Yeah, because that was that was the cheapest option at the time to get what they needed and what they wanted, and that's where it all started. And then you know it went well for a few years, and then I think the business failed, and they got the license to their software, and they released it as Blender, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean that's 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 the origin story, but everyone pretty much knows how it went from there to here now. So, you know, and it's yeah. evolved a lot too. You know, like it's added a lot of features over the years. I remember when it used to get updates like every couple months, and I would be so excited for like the next update that added new features. And now it takes a long time between updates, pretty much, particularly between uh, two point seven nine and uh, two point eight. Because it was such a rewrite. Like, they rewrote everything almost. So much stuff was rewritten. Nice. But the, it had to be done. The, uh, the, it's supported on Haiku. Yeah. That's cool. Well, Blender, there, there was a port of Blender for iPhones a couple years ago. Someone what? had, uh, someone had ported Blender to, uh, I think it was iPad, but you know, iOS. Someone yeah. had made a, a demo of it running on iOS. It never went anywhere. Like it was never released or anything, but hmm. person made a demo. I think there was there's been demos on Android as well before. Nothing official, but cool. it's it's officially supported on Haiku. Well, no, I don't know if it's officially, but there is a Haiku maintains a up to date branch of Blender. Doesn't run that well uh, because I have Haiku doesn't have GPU drivers, but it does work just mm. fine. Like it's functionally, it's all there. It's just. You know, again, modeling software is very demanding when you're trying to make something that's real and, well, you know. Yeah. I don't see the, um, I don't see uh, a Haiku download on there. No, you have to get it from the Haiku software store. Yeah. But that's really cool. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? Do you think that it's cool that uh, NVIDIA is supporting them? Uh, I think it's really awesome. Uh, let us know in the show notes, forum.heavyelement.io. Uh, you can also find links to all the stories we're talking about in the show notes. All right, the last story of the day, my friend. This is another one that you added. Uh, I added quite a few this week, I yeah. have to say. The, the, really did. You did the NVIDIA story, and you did this one. Uh, what was the other one you added? Or is that it? I don't remember. No, I think it was it the Valve's Remote Play. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, cool. So this uh, this open-source game, Valoran, is made in Rust. Tell me a little bit about this game. So their website is... Um, it doesn't explain anything at all about the game. <laughs> 
uh, developers, if for some reason you happen to be listening to this podcast, make your website more than just a timeline of blog posts. Get an about page. Get a nice front page. It's nice already. It's got a good layout. It's just you need to say more about it because I don't like most people don't want to just read the individual blog posts. So uh, if but you click manual, up, it, it shows yeah. what is Valoran. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not the most intuitive thing. But the game <laughs> itself is an open you ever you ever heard of Cube World? It's a game that yeah. came out in like 2012, 2013, then disappeared for six years, and then it came out again. <laughs> like and everyone got really excited, like, oh, it's not dead. He was working on it. Um yeah. it's basically like Cube World, except it's open source. Cool. And it's so according to this, it's a multiplayer voxel RPG written in Rust. It was inspired by games uh, such as Cube World, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Dwarf Fortress, and Minecraft. Uh, and it definitely looks a bit like Minecraft. Um, it's fully open source under the GPL, GPL3, uses op- original graphics, music, and other assets created by its volunteer community. Uh, that's pretty cool. So it's an RPG. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh so it's it is very neat. Uh Frank, who I'm sure you know who Frank is. Um if he hasn't seen this game and I'm surprised that he hasn't, he would probably really like this game cuz he loves Q World. Hmm, yeah. I just got a weird uh thing. Do I have Twitch open for some reason? I just heard like Twitch uh, <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but Twitch. I just heard like somebody like pledged money to my Twitch or something weird. Anyway, that was very strange. Came through Fascinating. My <laughs> 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 I might be going crazy, dude. Um, okay. So, well, I mean, there's no place better to go crazy than the Off Topical Podcast. It's okay. If you foam at the mouth, I will, you know, put you down. It's okay. <laughs> I will take care of you. <laughs> yeah. I'll bury you on the highest hill under a nice oak that. tree. Oh, thank you, dude. You're welcome, man. I, I want a natural burial. Or Naturally, cremation. Cremation. Oh, yes. I will burn you in a massive, you know, pyre. Just huge. Everyone will see it. It'd be like a massive beacon <laughs> yeah. for miles. People are like, what is that? And it'd be like, Gardner is being buried. <laughs> oh, man. Um,. So, all right, this is pretty cool. So you you can download this through their website. Uh, let's see, can you? Uh, I believe so. On so yes, the download page, releases. Um, here we go. Ah, uh, here we go. You can download it here. Cool. I think I'm gonna give this a try. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of RPGs though. What what are the RPG elements of this? I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't actually played it yet because I haven't had an opportunity to. I wanted to play it some this weekend, mm-hmm. um, but it's basically an RPG, as far as I know. If it's anything like Cube World, it's not the most hardcore of RPGs. Mm-hmm. So like you level up, but you don't necessarily like assign stats and stuff. So I haven't played Cube World in a while. The new Cube World might actually allow you to assign stats, but who knows? Hmm. Um, but it, if it if it is like Cube World, it should be pretty fun. Because Cube World was actually pretty darn fun. I don't think I've tried Cube World either. No, you probably haven't because it's, it's Windows only, technically. Even oh. though it's written in OpenGL and everything, it's technically Windows only. Hmm. 
what compels people to to not use open standards? I just don't understand that. I mean, that's the thing. It uses only open source stuff. That's the best part about Cubeworks. Yeah, he like, just does a compiler for Linux. Weird. Like, there's nothing in Cube World that, at least from the dependencies that I can see from Cube World, that actually mean like, oh, this would be a challenge on Linux. Now, it might work differently on Linux because you know different drivers. At least, in, Nvidia uses the same driver stack on Windows and Linux, so Nvidia yeah. pretty much always works the same. But AMD, on the other hand, has two different driver stacks for some reason. I do not understand why. Because their AM, the AMD's uh, Linux OpenGL stack is way better than their one on Windows. Hmm. Yeah. It's just the way they do things. So, you know, you got all those issues. And then Intel's doing whatever on earth Intel's doing. Like, Intel's OpenGL drivers are terrible on Windows. But on Linux, they're superb. Again, have no idea what's with that. Well, don't they? I mean, isn't uh, AMD and Intel aren't they like their code bases are entirely different between Windows and Linux? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but that's what's so weird. Like, why wouldn't they just share the OpenGL portion? Because you know, OpenGL is OpenGL. You know, yes, obviously, how you interface with the operating system is going to be different, but you know, how the card handles and renders OpenGL is platform agnostic; it doesn't care. Mm-hmm. It's the hardware doing it. So why you wouldn't just re that Nvidia reuses that whole code base? The downside is is that when Nvidia has a problem, it affects both platforms. <laughs> so yeah. you know, which I guess is good or bad because usually it means if it affects Windows, it gets fixed. Although in fairness, Nvidia does a pretty good job at updating their Linux drivers. Despite all the crap they get, they actually do support Linux fairly well. Yeah, they just don't give a flying crap about Wayland, and on the one hand. I sort of get why, because no one uses Wayland. Like, why would they invest time and money into something that no one uses? Like, I understand that Wayland will eventually be the thing, but NVIDIA is not interested in the future. They are only interested in the present, yeah. for better or worse. So, it is what it is. Hmm. That and the whole fiasco on how they actually interface with Wayland has finally been sorted as of last year, which is fantastic. So... We don't have that problem anymore because that was the big holdup. They didn't want to use that big blob that the Wayland people were pushing. They wanted to use EGL streams and yeah, it's a clusterfuck, and it doesn't even need to be that way. People just need to sit down and do like what Lunduke says: just be nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's never gonna happen. Yeah. Uh. I don't know, this, I, this game looks pretty cool. I think I'm going to give this a shot. It could definitely be worth checking out. Hmm. You know, I thought about doing uh, uh, on LBRY, not YouTube, but on LBRY, I thought about doing like a neat little thing where, because um, I hate YouTube. I don't, I don't, and I don't, I don't get anything from YouTube anyway. I upload stuff and lose subscribers. So <laughs> to me, starting yeah. over is fine. So what I was thinking is starting up like a new series, a couple new series on LBRY. Some focused around programming, but one focused around like the cool snaps and flat packs that exist that people may or may not know that exist. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Starting up a nice new Linux channel. If you you actually do that, we we will talk about it and I'll promote you on this show and on my channel. Nice. You might even have to join me one day, dude. 
Hell yeah. Because we need to bring back that lovely Saturday night streaming. Yeah, we do. We really yeah, do. Yeah, especially when you move. Because uh, when you move, <clears throat> I'm not going to listen to your excuses anymore, just so you know, about why we can't do stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm going to pull out my parchment scroll. I'm going to roll it out, and it's going to like go all the way across the room. I'm going to clear my throat, put on my fancy old grandpa glasses, and I'm going to be like, <clears throat> these are the reasons why I don't care about your excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of excuses. You hey, do. Hey, uh, I'm I'm ranked number five uh, on like the most subscribed LBRY channels. I know. Congratulations, awesome. man. Number five, dude. Ah, I'm pretty close to Lunduke too. I'm only like 700 subscribers away. And and according to this list that I'm looking at right now, my channel is one of the fastest growing as well. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll it, be hard. It will be a little hard beating Lunduke, though. Well, I mean, so according to this, in the last, uh, I don't know what the time span is, but in the last n days, I've gained 108 followers, and Lunduke has gained 69. So I will catch up, and I will decimate his follower count. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Should be fun though. Um, yeah, dude. So, I think that's it for this episode. What do you think? Yeah, unfortunately, I, I feel like we're, we're, we're done, which is just so unfortunate. We ran out of stuff to talk about. It's yeah. terrible. We can always go back to the China thing. Yeah, I, I don't really want to talk about China anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. cool. Well, thank you for being here, my friend. As always, it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's fantastic. Love Thanks. the podcast. Love the podcast. Thanks to everyone out there who listens to the show regularly. Uh, this has been the Off Topical Podcast. My name is Gardner, and let's do this again soon. <laughs> <laughs>